Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Oh, so good to hear Jason's voice. That's what I need to calm me down. Jason, if you're on here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry, everyone. It's been that kind of morning. And um, I was beginning to think it was a God thing because it's a lot of material to cover today. And um, I thought, well, gosh, maybe I'm just not supposed to be on here today. What I'm I'm glad to be here. It'll be my last call until January, um, just because my kiddos finish school on Friday, and I am I'm in much need of some family time that doesn't involve work and school and that type of stuff. So today we're going to do some giveaways at the end. So stay with me and um, Monica, if you want to give everyone the raise hand stuff, then we can get started on the oils. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Okay, awesome. So when Haley's ready, if you want to ask questions, it's Alt-Y on your PC, Options-Y on your Mac, Star 9 if you're on a phone with a keypad, and if you're on your app, it's in the lower right-hand corner under the More feature, you'll see a raised hand option. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Oh, I'm so glad to know that it's just a room full of friends and whatever happens, happens, right? We just have those kind of days. And I just ask for your grace. I've been up since 2.30 and I, um, when I came down the stairs, I was left some elf droppings by not an elf, but my dog. And so that's uh, sort of, that's how my day got started. It, <laughs> so... Anyway, I'm glad to be here. Um, this is just a place of truth and honesty and grace and friendship. And <laughs> just we're just going to go for it, okay? So um, like I said, there's a lot to cover. Today we're going to talk about um, essential oils and how they were used in the Bible and how those same oils can be used um, today. If you are on here and you are a theologian or a, a Bible expert, please do not um, crucify me when I don't get everything right. But boy, oh boy, there was a lot of information once I started looking things up and um, a lot. I mean, I, I'll be happy to pass this along. I'm not going to sit here and read scriptures for an hour. Um, so, um, but I'd be happy to pass this along if there's those of you out there that want to look this up in more detail. So um, essential oils or products of, or versions of, I should say, have, you know, been used in people's lives for many, many years, thousands of years, um, of course, if it was in the Bible. And there's actually 33 specific oils or plant compounds that were men are mentioned in the Bible, but we're not going to cover all 33, obviously, because I came in late. And even if I hadn't, it, we wouldn't have time for that. Um, the word incense is mentioned in the Bible 68 times. And a lot of what was used in the Bible was actually used in not the essential oils that we know today, right? The very potent compounds that are straight plant-based essential oils. A lot of times, um, in the Bibles, you know, they didn't have the ability to do the steam distillation that we've talked about. A lot of times when they did use them, it was more like what we would use today as a hydrosol. And I don't know how many of you out there are familiar with hydrosols. And the best way I can describe it is it's um, the plants are steamed and the water droplets that formed when they're steamed um, collect like condensation and um, are collected and used more as a hydrosol. So we, there's the two different ways we can use the oils now. It's the straight potent, like we get them from doTERRA in a 15 mil or five mil bottle, very strong and very fragrant. And then there's sort of a, a watered down for lack of a better um, word um, version, which is known as a hydrosol, which is still lovely. I, I actually buy hydrosols um, from time to time, especially if I'm making like a linen spray. And then I'll just add some more oils to them just to give it that additional 
So it's a lighter, you know, for example, if you were buying like a lavender hydrosol, it would just be a lighter um, fragrance. It definitely wouldn't be as strong as what you're getting from the bottle. <clears throat> Here we go. Um, so they were more likely resins or um, bark that had been dried and then um, ground up to use in things like salves and ointments and incense. Um, you know, more like an extract, like a pressing of the plant that was used with olive oil or something like that to then apply to the body. Um, so we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go over that a little bit in the different ways, but they just know that when I talk about them as we move on, sometimes I'll be talking about the plant itself and how it was used in the Bible. And sometimes we'll be talking about um, like the spices or stuff, but we're not talking about the same oils, same plant, not the same. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I hope you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Monica, if you're there, help me out. But it, it just won't be in the same form that we're using the essential oils today, but the same beneficial properties, I guess is what I'm getting at. <clears throat> um, they may also be referred to in the Bible as fragrances, odors, ointments, sweet savors, um, perfumes, I'm trying to think of the different ways. Um, but those are some of the ways that if you're you know, familiar with um, Bible scriptures, those are some of the words that would be used versus saying um, an essential oil. So um, they were used in biblical times for many different reasons including um, anointing, um, embalming, um, for perfumes, for curing diseases. And I, it was interesting as I was looking up some of this information um, to read sort of where the word anointing or the process of anointing came from. And like I said, this is just what I've found. So if you believe differently, then at the end, please raise your hand and share. And I, I'd love to hear because I've learned a lot in preparing for this class today. But it, it was said that the practice of anointing was started by the shepherds. They would put together um, a mixture of oil and spices and herbs, and they would pour that oil over the sheep's head to make the wool slippery so that insects, um, lice and insects and stuff like that couldn't get close to the sheep's ears and burrow into the ears and then, you know, possibly cause death. And so it was believed that um, <clears throat> this was, you know, blessing the sheep, protecting them. And then that's sort of where the word, you know, anointing came from, like the empowerment, the protection, the blessing anointing those sheep became, you know, the way that we now think of as anointing. So that was kind of interesting to me. I really had to think about it, right? I mean, everything that we hear, we have to sort of weigh what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And just like these calls, I'm not a doctor. I'm just passing along what I've learned and what I use and that type of thing. But it's up to you really then to make your own decisions. And so I thought to myself, really, would would pouring just an oil, I mean, yes, an oil is slippery, but would pouring an oil over a sheep's head to make their wool slick, would that be enough to keep insects away? I'm a little bit of a lysophobe or whatever you want to call it. So lice and fleas are, are not my friend and I will do anything at any cost to keep them out of my hair and my house. So if that's all it takes, I mean, that's what I'm asking for for Christmas. <laughs> Um, <coughs> okay. So again, the anointing in the biblical times, um, people were anointed to signify God's blessing or the call that God had on their life. Um, I think like over 600 times in the Bible is what I read that, um, essential oils or those plant components were mentioned. So 33 oils, but 600 times they're actually mentioned in the Bible. And, Here's the thing with like what we use today, <clears throat> a quote that I saw was that there is no replacement for creation. And I kind of liked that, it kind of stuck with me because um, 
if we're using the original plant-based natural products, we're going to get the benefits that we're looking for. But because people have caught on to the benefits of essential oils and plants, people have adulterated them and started using synthetics to hopefully achieve in a cheaper way those same benefits. And like I said, you know, creation can't be replaced. It's really using the potent natural um, plants themselves <clears throat> and the different versions of how those plants are, you know, given to us, that's actually gonna achieve the benefits that we're looking for. So, so we all probably are familiar with um, the story of Jesus' birth and aware of the fact that what's the two oils that are mentioned or resins or whatever, you know, however they were produced or, or, you know, gotten at that time were frankincense and myrrh. So we're familiar with those. Again, they weren't given as an essential oil. Um, frankincense is taken from the resin um, and then it is steam distilled to get the oil that we use today. But those are the most common, I would think the two that we all are familiar with is the frankincense and the myrrh. But we'll, we'll go over as many as we can today. And we'll talk a little bit about um, how they were used in biblical times. Like I said, I have lots of scripture references. If people are interested, they can reach out. And then how can we use them today? Um, whether they're topical, aromatic, or internally safe for us to use. I will tell you that frankincense is... Um, just as it was in biblical times, it's still today is one of the more expensive oils. It's like $90 for a 15 ml bottle. <clears throat> the beautiful thing this month is that doTERRA um, is offering that frankincense free if you spend like a certain amount. So if that's something you're interested in after learning about frankincense, um, let me know. But we are going to start with myrrh. So myrrh is quoted in scripture 156 times. Um, it's used most commonly for um, an anointing oil, but it's also used for um, an ointment, an incense, an embalming oil, and by Queen Esther for um, beauty purposes. So if you're interested in reading more about like how Esther used it, you know, there's definitely a scripture in Esther. It's Esther 2 um, verse 12. So um, after his crucifixion, before the Sabbath, um, Jesus was, um, <coughs> was wrapped in spices and strips of linen, if you're familiar with that scripture. And it is believed that myrrh was one of the spices um, that actually the linens were soaked in and, um, and used to wrap his body. Again, I have all the scriptures that you, that you can get from me later if you want to, but I'm just going to give a couple examples of like where each oil was used. Um, myrrh was actually, oh my gosh. Okay. Remember last week how I said this always happens and, and here we go again. <laughs> Seriously. Um, it's one of those days. <laughs> I just didn't have enough coffee to deal with it, I suppose. Um, myrrh was actually used, and this is not such a pleasant thought to me, but it is what it is, was used to cover the odor of the decaying body. And that's part of why it was used when um, his body was wrapped in those um, strips of cloth. Um, gosh, let me think, let me, these are all scriptures. So just bear with me as I sort of, you know, go through them. Okay, so those are just some ways that, I mean, there's so many, you guys, I mean, 156 times, could I really go through all of those different scenarios where myrrh was, was mentioned and used? Um, but um, today we use myrrh. <clears throat> um, it's very, it's a powerful cleansing agent, not only for like the physical body and different ways, but I I use myrrh mostly, um, there's two ways that I use myrrh the most. One is um, if I have been exposed to a situation where emotionally I've been very hurt, like maybe I've been betrayed by a friend or um, a situation, you know, words were used that were hurtful to my heart. 
Um, I like to use myrrh for that emotional benefit of maybe I'll take a bath with some Epsom salts and I'll put in some myrrh, um, some ylang ylang, because it's not only cleansing for our physical bodies, but it's also very cleansing for our emotional health. And that's the way that I probably use myrrh the most. I mean, not that I'm taking a bath every day because I'm such a sensitive soul, but <laughs> um, you know, there are those situations that we're exposed to where myrrh can just sort of step in and cradle our hearts and just um, cleanse us of that negative self-talk that's sort of going around in a circle in our head. Um, it's, I haven't um, seen it described this way before, but it also says that myrrh can be um, a powerful agent for combating diabetes. So I'm going to be doing some more research on that to see exactly what that might look like and what studies have been done. Um, myrrh is also great for um, skin issues such as eczema or like chapped skin or blemishes. So adding a couple of drops of myrrh into like your facial lotion um, or your toner is a really good way to sort of, um, a, a, you know, use that. And myrrh is one of those oils that can be used um, aromatically, topically, internally, and it can be used neat. So neat, again, if you don't remember, is that it does not need to be diluted with a carrier oil. Um, but if you were putting it into a lotion, you know, it would have a little bit of dilution there. <clears throat> um, it's also great for fungal infections, such as candida or um, or ringworm. So if you have, you know, a patch on your skin, you might try a ringworm, you might try um, using some myrrh essential oil to see if that helps. Certainly not going to hurt, but it could help. Um, it has astringent properties. So it has, um, it's great to use for like gum, gum health. So maybe putting a drop, like one drop into four ounces of water and just gargling it or putting a drop onto your toothbrush when you add your toothpaste on is, is another way that you can use it. Um, my gosh, so much. And again, it's emotionally, it's just great to sort of promote like balance and um, get rid of that loop of negative self-talk that can, can go on in our heads. So diffusing it is a really nice way to get those aromatic benefits from myrrh. All right. <clears throat> Okay, so here's where it, it got a little confusing for me. So, um, but I'm going to share what I found. And um, I never claim to have all the answers. And certainly not on this call today, because it was so much. But um, please unmute at the end and, and share your thoughts. So one of the oils that actually is, is not something that we can buy from doTERRA, but it's referred to as aloes. And when I first read it, I thought, oh, aloe, yes, I know aloe. That's like a cactusy looking plant that, you know, I can grow in my garden. It has spiky leaves and I can break it open if I have a burn and put it onto my skin. And that's, that's not really what we're talking about when we read about aloes in the Bible. Um, they're referring to the, um, the, like the, the aromatic extract or the plant's heartwood um, in the Bible is how it's more, it's, and it's certainly not that same plant that if we were to look up aloe in a dictionary or whatever, or see a picture, it's not that same. It's more of a tree. Um, and it's used for healing and embalming. And so I think that that's where sort of it was taken by, you know, our, our current language because it has this, the components of the aloes in the Bible has the same healing properties that the aloe that we use today um, has. And even there was reference in the Bible that some believed that um, were referred to aloes and used it in the same way as they did like sandalwood because they have some of the same properties. Um, again, lots of, lots of scriptures that refer to aloes. Um, it's a symbol of abundance and provision. And there's some scriptures and numbers that, you know, talk about that and how it was used. Um, it's also used as a perfume. Um, also as an incense, like I said, a lot of times um, the oils were used in incense type form um, during ceremonial rituals or that type of thing. Um, aloes was one of the 
oils or resins or however that was used in the burial ceremony of Christ mentioned in John. And again, sandalwood is often sort of like some people sort of interchange that because of the properties that the aloes had compared to the properties that sandalwood has. Um, let me see here. <laughs> so if you guys are familiar with um, in, in Proverbs, Solomon talks about, um, let me see what the scripture exactly what it says, but um, I have perfumed my bed with aloes, myrrh, and cinnamon. So in, um, in Proverbs, it talks a lot about different ways that aloes was used in the Bible. Um, these days, we use sandalwood to sort of um, help with memory and concentration. It also aids in relaxation. And so a lot of times sandalwood is one of the oils that's used for meditation purposes. Uh, I know when I have taken yoga classes, some of the teachers um, diffuse sandalwood in the classroom just to promote that sort of grounding and relaxing atmosphere in order for the yoga class. And, and I love sandalwood. We doTERRA actually sells two different versions of sandalwood. Um, one of which is a Hawaiian sandalwood, which is a little sweeter with sort of vanilla undertones to it. Um, both are really nice. Again, though it is one of the more expensive oils. Um, so some of the ways that I found that sandalwood can be used today is like I said, just in diffusing to calm, to promote calm environment. Um, one to two drops applied to wet hair can help hair to maintain moisture and give it like a healthy shine. It's also great for the skin. Um, like many of the oils that we'll talk about today are great for the skin. So um, applying a couple drops to the skin and then doing a steam bath. So what I mean by that is putting the oil onto your skin and then um, filling up a bowl or basin with boiling water carefully, and then putting the towel over your head and leaning over and sort of just allowing the steam from the bowl to penetrate, like, and open up your pores and allow the sandalwood to get in there and and heal any um, skin issues that you might be having, just leaves like a smooth, silky appearance to your skin. Um, it can be inhaled directly from your hands. We've talked about if, if you're not a person that's comfortable with an actual um, diffuser, that you are the best diffuser that you have, a walking human diffuser. So you can just put a couple of drops into your hands and um, rub your hands together, cup it over your nose and take a couple deep breaths in and you will get that same um, aromatic benefits that goes straight to that limbic system and helps you emotionally to, it'll take you away to a better place. Maybe that's what I should have with me right now. <laughs> it's better than Calgon, just saying. <laughs> you know, it's funny, I'm on here, right? and. I listened to, I listened to, a, um, you know who you are. I listened to some of you on the radio and you talk and you chuckle. And I think I don't chuckle like that when I'm talking and I'm realizing I do more chuckling than, than talking. So whatever the reason is for that. Okay. So the next oil we're going to talk about is spikenard and it's not one that's um, as commonly known or spoken about. And when I first learned about spikenard, um, the way that someone described it to me, it was like lavender for men. So not all men are going to like the smell of lavender because it's kind of florally, right? But spikenard has those same beneficial properties as lavender without that very floral fragrance to it. And it actually is used today in a lot of men's colognes. But in the Bible, um, it was believed um, that it probably was a lavender in the Bible. And it was part of the um, oils that Mary Magdalene used to anoint Jesus when she washed his feet. So um, it's there's not a lot of mentions of spikenard in the Bible, but um, in the New Testament, it's a symbol of revelation. Um, 
<coughs> excuse me a second. Let me see what scripture that is. Um, it's a, hmm, a symbol of re revelation during the anointment of Christ in Bethany. So, hmm, I did not write that down. Oh, John 12, verse 7. So, it, like I said, spike nard is not one that's mentioned a lot, but it was used um, for perfumes a lot and anointing were the two ways that I saw it used. Today, we can use spike nard in the same way that we would lavender, and lavender is known to be relaxing and calming. And so, you can just diffuse it, or you can apply to the back of your neck or your temples to just sort of bring that. Um, harmony or what's the word I'm looking for? Homeostasis sort of, you know, to your bodies. If, if you're struggling with something, if you're overstressed, you've had a tough day at work, um, you can make a cologne by adding it with other oils such as bergamot or again, sandalwood. There's a whole bunch of recipes that I found online that use spikenard in colognes. You can also use it in a hydrating cream that you use on your body or your face. Like I said, many of these are going to be great for our skins. Our bodies just know what to do with them. When you're using natural plant-based products, um, our bodies know what to do with them when they're applied. They just get to where they need to get to. Um, spikenard is one of those oils that we do not want to use internally. It's only good for aromatic and topical use. Um, and, but again, it can be used neat. It does not need to be diluted. All right, here comes the big guy, frankincense. I'd be curious to see at the end, like how many of you know of frankincense? Not like I've heard of it because it was one of the um, gifts given to baby Jesus. But how many of you actually have it and use it and like the smell of it? Because my confession is, it's not one of my favorite oils when it comes to smell. Um, but frankincense is known as the king of oils, because it has, it's just so amazingly healing. And so I do use it a lot because of the healing properties that it has. It was one of the primary um, components of the holy incense. It was used as a medicine and it was used as a currency because it was so highly valued. It was um, considered more valuable than gold itself. So um, frankincense is, um, let me see. Yeah, that it was, you know, it was so healing that it was believed that it could cure any disease um, that people were suffering with during biblical times. Um, like I said, for ceremony, ceremonial offerings, it was used. Um, the holy ceremonial perfume. Again, I have scriptures for all of these, but I don't want to spend an hour reading scriptures as much as I might like to some days. So how do I use, so again, frankincense was, is a resin, even in the way that we, um, in, in biblical times, it may have been a resin that was ground or, um, and then used in ointment. It may have been used um, in, as an incense, but, um, and today we still, it's still a resin that hasn't changed but now we steam distill it so we can have the pure um, certified therapeutic grade version of frankincense. So it's a great anti-inflammatory. Like that's, that's why I use it internally because if, if, if you guys are familiar with why most of us deal with or are diagnosed with disease or chronic anything, a lot of that stems from inflammation within our bodies. So if we can do things to help keep that inflammation at bay, whether that's um, the type of water that you drink, whether you have alkalized water to help with that, um, whether it's the foods you eat or whether it's using frankincense, um, frankincense is a great way to keep that inflammation under control. And I actually put two drops of frankincense under my tongue every day. It's definitely a taste that you would need to get used to. So you could also put it in water and drink it, or you could put it in a veggie cap if you were absolutely 
opposed. If you didn't want to use it internally that way, you could always apply it to the bottoms of your feet. And we've talked about how systemically the, you know, it gets, it gets into our bodies fast when we apply the oils to the bottoms of our feet, because the pores on our feet are, are so large. It, um, it gets in there quick and takes care of what we were hoping to, to reach. Um, let me think, great for arthritis because there's a component in frankincense that um, because it inhibits that inflammation, it slows down that cartilage breakdown that causes the arthritis in the first place. So if you're a person that deals with arthritis, again, you could take it internally to sort of systemically address that issue of inflammation, but you could also apply it topically to the areas that, are, um, that have the arthritis that are causing you pain and discomfort. It's great for um, skin cellular health and the immune system. So it's great to put on, um, you know, blemishes or um, scars. You can put it directly onto that area of concern because it can be used neat. You can put one to two drops um, in your moisturizer again or, or facial toner or something like that. Um, and it's also great to use like on a more of an emotional level. Um, it's great to use during times of prayer or meditation because frankincense is believed to enhance the spiritual connection. So um, a lot of times if I'm, um, I wish I had more time right now to, to meditate. My, my action of choice the last couple of weeks has just been to go out onto my deck and scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> So now you know how crazy I am. And my daughter says, mom, the police are going to come to our house. if You do that. And I said, you know, I'm just going to tell him that was the better option of, of the two things that I was, that were in my head. And so maybe I should put on some frankincense in my diffuser and, and meditate rather than going out onto my back deck. Screaming. I hope you guys are smiling with me and I hope that you'll come back because I'm real and I'm, this is who I am. I'm not perfect. That's the reason I need the oils in my life. Sorry, I'm <laughs> laughing, Haley. <laughs> it's the God's honest truth. I'm not just trying to be dramatic. I went out on my deck and I just screamed. <laughs> come on, ladies. Def men, definitely like smiling that. here. I am smiling too because I can picture you doing it. Right. <laughs> I even hurt my throat, so then I needed some myrrh to like gargle, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> okay. How are we for time, Monica? We're oh, good. Um, we have we have twenty minutes. Okay. All right, so there's some other oils, but there's ones that I like more than others or that I that I think you would use more than others if you if you were looking to that. So I'm going to I'm going to skip over a couple with all the details, but balsam fir was one that was um, mentioned in the Bible. But we're not going to go into that a whole lot. I'm going to move to my although someone here may be interested to know that I found that balsam fir is a great oil for urinary tract infections. Um, so, but we're gonna go down to the next one, which is cedar wood. So it's most commonly mentioned in the Bible as a burnt wood for ceremonial um, purposes and rit rituals for purification. It's very, very cleansing and thus, um, and the, you know, it makes for great um, all-purpose surface cleaning spray because of its cleansing properties. <clears throat> um, it was used in the ritual cleansing of lepers in the Bible was a lot of where I saw it mentioned. Um, it was also believed that it was used to build God's temple and that it was actually either a cedar, some, some scriptures say cedarwood and some say cypress, but it was actually a cedar tree that Jesus was crucified on. So depending on who you are and maybe what version you're reading, but cedar wood and cypress in the Bible were used um, a lot interchangeably as far as what they were used for. And um, Egyptians used cedar wood for 
um, to preserve the body for the afterlife. And it was thought to bring wisdom. So when it was used um, as an incense, <clears throat> it was thought that it would bring wisdom and answers to um, questions needing to be answered. Um, let me see here. Oh, so here, so we're talking about cleansing. So here's a scripture from Leviticus. I hope I re remember it correctly, but it says that the priest shall order that two live clean birds, cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop will be brought for the person to be cleansed. And so um, cedar wood was very much used um, for cleansing, like I said, cleansing um, of lepers and cleansing um, of, of other illnesses that occurred during biblical times. And um, also cedar wood, because we've talked about on other calls about how tree oils are very grounding. And we've seen that in some of the ones that we've already talked about. <clears throat> but because cedar wood is one of those trees, tree oils, that's very grounding. Not only is it great for cleansing, but it's also great for, for sleep and more of like a sedative. So I often find myself putting a little bit of cedar wood in, um, in my diffuser, but I, and I do like the smell of cedar wood. My dad bought me a cedar chest from, from like Turkey or something when I was in high school and has my name engraved in it. And I still have that. And I love to open up that, that chest and smell that cedar wood. Um, but I don't know that I just want to smell it all night long while I'm trying to sleep. So sometimes if I'm going to diffuse it, um, I will combine it with lavender. Um, it's also known today, it's used in a lot of shampoos and different things that help with hair loss. Um, again, it can be used to your facial cleanser to promote healthy looking skin. And it's a natural insect repellent. So it can be used in um, DIY insect repellent sprays, but also put on a cotton ball and, and put in the closet to get rid of moths. And that's what I first, you know, before I even got into oils many, many years ago, I, I would put my favorite sweaters in that cedar chest because I wanted to protect those from any like moths and stuff like that. And the cedar is a natural insect repellent. So that might be what most of you are, when you think of cedar, other than like just its amazing smell, you may think of it as a cedar chest and what the contents inside being protected. Okay, we're going to do cinnamon really quick because I think this is an important one and one that we're all familiar with. And there's several others and I don't know if we'll get to them because I want to do a giveaway. Um, and I, <coughs> I also want you guys to be able to um, unmute and ask any questions or give any feedback or thoughts. So, but cinnamon, um, so there was some controversy when I was doing research for this class about cinnamon versus cassia. And even today, you know, we can use those sort of interchangeably. And, and in the Bible, um, they refer to it a lot as cassia, but it, um, the components in it are similar um, to the components that, components that are in cinnamon. So, um, you know, we often think of it as just like a cooking oil um, or, you know, spice but it was also used for anointing and a fragrance in the Bible. And there's lots of mentions of cassia in the Bible. Um, it was one of the ones, if you remember me mentioning above when Solomon perfumed his bed, um, that was one of the oils that was used there. Um, and I know when I've been to essential oil classes here locally and we've made, we like in, in February, we often do a class that's called, um, oh gosh, I can't think of what it's called now, but essential love or something like that. Um, I forget what it's called, but anyway, it's about romance and, and aphrodisiacs and different ways that you can use oils for that um, purpose. And a lot of times when we're making up blends um, around that topic, we'll put the cinnamon in there. So maybe that's what Solomon would, you know, <laughs> that was the reason for that perfume in his bed with the cinnamon or, or cassia. Um, <clears throat> uh, and that's in Proverbs, again, 717, if you want to look that up. But today we use it, it's a very warming oil. It can be used, both cassia and cinnamon can be used 
um, aromatically, they can be used internally, they can be used topically, but you do want to dilute them because they are one of those oils that we've talked about that's a hot oil. Um, they're great, but if you, I've, I've put a oil um, bottle up to my nose that had cinnamon in it and it touched the end of my nose and my nose turned bright red um, because it is one of our warming oils. <clears throat> um, but it's great for digestion. Um, it's also got a beautiful, warming, uplifting aroma. So some ways you can use it is um, it's, it's used in medicinal ways to help with stomach ulcers. Um, it can be used as an anti-parasitic for worms, to address worms. You can apply it um, diluted actually onto the abdomen to help with any digestive issues. <clears throat> you can add it onto toothpaste, um, onto your toothpaste or gargle it in water to help soothe a sore throat. I would probably add like a little bit of honey in with mine if, you know, I was going to, like sometimes I'll put cinnamon in a tea, but I'll just um, put some honey in. Um, helps, now this is something we might know about. Um, if you're a diabetic, you've probably been told by your doctor that um, incorporating cinnamon, ground cinnamon into your diet is a good thing to help regulate blood sugars. And so, um, you know, ground cinnamon into your oatmeal in the morning or into your smoothies. You can use the essential oil the same way, just, you know, put a drop of the essential oil um, into your oatmeal or your smoothie and that type of thing to help with blood sugar reg regulation. It makes a beautiful diffuser recipe um, this time of year, sort of fall and winter. If you combine it with citrus oils or clove or ginger, it's um, just really, I don't know, to me, it smells like Christmas. <clears throat> um, if you wanted to sort of um, take away the harshness or the bite of the cinnamon, you could combine it with some lemon in your water and to help with that digest those digestive issues. And again, the most important part is that you just, that you do dilute it if you're applying it topically to your body because it is, it is warm. But because it's warm, it's great. You know, if you're a person that suffers, like if you're a person that um, always seems to have cold hands or cold feet, uh, you know, may, using a couple of drops of cinnamon and like a massage blend that you make up with a carrier oil could be a great way to sort of bring that warmth and that circulation back to those areas that are often cold on your body. Cypress is one of the other oils, but again, we talked about that a little bit, um, how it can, it's sort of interchangeable in the Bible in places with the cedar wood, but it was the, um, let me see. The Bible mentions it as the choice wood for building, for trading and for weaponry, weaponry. And the scripture, um, God commanded Noah to make an art, an ark out of gopher wood. And that's in Genesis 6, 14. And it's um, believed that when they mention gopher wood, what they were actually referring to is, um, is Cypress. So hey, it's not hey, one of, yes, ma'am. Just say no, you have 10 minutes, about 10 minutes. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. Let me just see. All right. So if you, if you're interested and you want more and you, and you want to spend your Christmas going through the Bible and seeing where the oil are used, I have plenty of scripture references. I might actually look up some of them a little bit more in detail because I didn't realize how, how much they were used, but I do want to take any questions from you guys. And I do want to hear any experiences or thoughts that you have any corrections <laughs> that you want to share. Um, but I'm hoping, my hope is this, it's Christmas, and this is my last call before Christmas. And I would like to say thank you to all of you who have joined me for the last 10 months, nine months, whatever, on these calls. It's meant a lot to me, and I've met some, you know, amazing people that I know will be friends for life, and I'm grateful for that. So it's Christmas, and I want to I wanna do a giveaway. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way <laughs> to do it. I might see if my daughter can help me like get into the participants list at the end and do a screenshot and see, and then I'll sort of have lady a pick a number, you know, between one and however many people are on here and I do it that way. I can yeah? tell you how many people are here if you'd like. 
Okay. I'm just uh, figuring out how I can, okay. you know, get the get the list of like who's on here because I want to. Oh, you know. okay. Let let your yeah. daughter help you with that. So I didn't know if I could do like a screenshot of it if I opened up participant list. But what I would like to give away is um, a keychain that has little five eighth drams inside of it. And what I will do is I will put. Um, it holds. Some of them hold eight. Some of them hold ten. So I have to see which one I have. But I will put a sample of all the oils that we've discussed today um, into those drams and send that out in the mail. And I'll, I'll try and get it, you know, done this week so that hopefully it can get to you before Christmas. But either way, as we go through the classes, um, you know, as we've already been through some and as we go through them moving forward, you'll learn some different uses for the oils that you'll get. Um, I'll reach out to the person that's the winner so I can find out whether they would just like me to put a print label on and they can use IRA or something, you know, magnifiers to read it or whether they would like Braille labels put on. But um, just know that whoever wins will get that keychain filled with those different oil um, with little drams filled with different oils. If you leave, I don't know you're here. Your name won't be on that list. You might not win. Um, <coughs> so anyway, but let's open up Monica for the rest of the time. And Okay. So if you have a question, feel free to raise your hand with alt Y on your PC options, Y on your Mac star nine on a phone with a keypad and the more button on the right hand side of your app. Okay. Jason, feel free to unmute. Yay. Hey friend. Hey, did, did how you, are did you? Did you unmute to calm me and just let me? <laughs> did you unmute to soothe me? <laughs> oh goodness, I felt bad about that. My my goodness, but um, you've done a great job. You recovered beautifully, and thank um, you. I I got to use frankincense um, resin, so like the little pebbly. <laughs> nice. And I absolutely loved it. I'll, I mean, I'll always love it, I think, for that, because I felt like there was, and I don't know if it's just the association I have with the church, but I, I feel like there was more to it whenever I would burn it, that it was really special. Um, yeah, it's but just I that connection. Been, yes. And I have not tried frankincense oil, so I'm really curious to know um you know how how i'll respond to that and and see what it's like and i didn't know you could take it internally that's pretty fascinating i don't yeah. know about that taste in my mouth but <laughs> you'll get used to it no you'll get used yeah. to it i didn't think i put copaiba and frankincense under my tongue every day because it gets right into our system because that skin is so thin you know in our mouth um mm -hmm. and i didn't like it at first but I, you'll get used to it if you try it Wow, very cool. Yeah. And the, I guess one of the questions I had was, um, is there anything about amber in the Bible? Because um, I, I went to a meditation group one time and they were burning amber resin and it just mm. took me some other place too that I was like, whoa, I want more of this. Um, no, so I don't know. I, was, I didn't see anything. Well, because I wasn't specifically, you know, like when I did my search, I would type in like the oils that I knew of, but when I did like just a general search for essential oils of the Bible or anointing oils in the Bible, Amber didn't mm -hmm. come up. I mean, I certainly like Amber. I didn't even think about the possibility of burning it, but yeah, I, I've, now I'm I, curious. I know it's available as an oil, but I first saw it as a resin as well. So I wondered, I'm like, oh, if frankincense <laughs> can be turned into an oil, I guess Amber can too. And I think I've seen it as an oil in some places. Okay. I haven't, but now you've piqued my curiosity. So I'm going to look. Oh, cool. All right. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, me too. And I'll, I'll make you. room for some other questions. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. We do have a couple more hands. Milena, feel free to unmute. Hi, Haley. Hi. Um, I just wanted to know that even though um, I've been able to participate in the phone calls lately, um, I have been listening on ACB radio. And um, before I get to my question, I wanted you to know that I really enjoyed the the class where you were able to have the doTERRA represent, uh, representative oh, be a part of yeah. that call. I'm actually um, going to be meeting really with him tomorrow because awesome. he's going to give me some updates 
and um, a couple of us are going to share some um, some suggestions that we have with him. And it sounds like he's making headway and talking to the people that be. And um, hopefully, there's some changes coming our way soon. That would be great. Could I um, could I email you a little bit about some of my thoughts too, still, or is it too late? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Do that. Okay. Because he um, has he has asked that if I get any feedback from anybody to you know pass that on to him. So yeah, feel free to do that. I would love that. I'll try and do that today. My question is, um, there on occasion, I don't do it every day, but I like to mix, um, some of my citrus oils in water, but I know oil and water don't mix. So it, do you have any recommendations for how, like how it could be more effective than just mixing the, you know, putting a drop or two just for drinking it. Right. Is what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Just for drinking. Um, Well, I know that like, so like, um, Celtic or Celtic or however you want to say it, sea salt has great minerals in it that are good for our bodies anyway. If you think Mm -hmm. you could tolerate, um, there being a little saltiness to your water, um, it's, it's something that after a while you won't even notice it. Um, you could put a pinch of that into the water. (laughs) but, um, what I usually just do is, you know, I usually have mine in a glass or a stainless steel, um, water bottle. That's what I do too. And so I just, you know, make sure that I shake it, you know, before I take a a sip of it. Um, but you could always put that pinch of salt in that will help the two to mix. Okay. I didn't know. Try it. Let me know when you email me, say, Hey, Mm -hmm. I tried a pinch of salt and I felt like I was drinking ocean water or say, Hey, I, I couldn't even tell. Let me know. Uh, Yeah, I will. Um, (laughs) I, uh, didn't know if you added salt or honey or, or what. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, if I'm making, if I'm putting oils into like a a warm mug of something like tea, um, Mm -hmm. I will put my citrus oils right into my, like I'll scoop out a teaspoon of honey and put the oils, um, you know, onto the honey and then stir it into Mm -hmm. my tea. And that certainly would help if you didn't mind drinking like a sweet water, but I usually only do that if I'm putting it into like a hot beverage. Yeah. That's just my personal preference though. Try it and let me know. Oh, and, um, last thing real quick, um, then then I'll let somebody else have a, have a stab at it. But, um, um, I've been using my frankincense that I recently found, <laughs> that I recently just found, and um, I I do like it, so I've been using it a lot lately. So okay, so try it under your tongue and let me know if you like the flavor. Um, I have tried that. Um, okay, uh, not under my tongue, but on the roof of my mouth. Yeah, to get rid of headaches, and I do not like the taste, but I think it does help. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it's great for headaches too, especially if you're someone that's had. Like I have a friend that had a traumatic brain injury and she has what she calls lightning headaches that are kind of feel like vibrational in her head. And she just puts a drop on her thumb and holds it to the roof of her mouth. Yeah. And she said it will get rid of the headache. So I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Haley. Merry Christmas. If you're interested in seeing how you can get your free frankincense or you have any other questions or you want the document from today, reach out to me. So thank you guys for being such a huge, huge blessing for me this, this year. And Merry Christmas to everyone. Stay safe and stay healthy.